0: welcome to americans in germany drinking whiskey this is jeff and this is alex today we're talking about european travel tips part three we're talking about european travel tips part three yes
1: we're gonna be talking about this episode (laughs) it's super meta (laughs) <laughs> this is European Travel Tips Part 3. We did Part 1 and Part 2, I think,
0: Episode 89 and 90. Yeah, so if you're looking for, you know, travel tips, I'd say check those out first. Yeah. Because uh, that way you know what's going on in this third one. We, we, we it's, just It's an actual narrative that streams through. There so. so
1: we, is. We had a bit of a gap with the last episodes. But yeah, we had so many things left over from Part 1 and Part 2. We said, let's do a third one and uh, get all of our tips out of our mouths.
0: Yeah, and you guys said you could use the tips, so why not spread them around? Let's dive in. Okay. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 93. Yes, it is. We're getting up there, and we never stop saying that every single episode. So. I, yeah, I,
1: I hope you guys aren't sick of it, because we're not sick of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're just excited about that Number 100 coming up. So, uh, you know, it's a big deal. So we're, we're getting excited. as it, It's it's taking... A, you, remember when we thought like, oh, 10 episodes to 100 and it feels like it's around the corner? But 10 episodes takes like two and a half months. So, I know, right? So it goes by really slow. Now, where actually. the hell is 100? It's only 93. I, I feel like we've been close to 100 for... A long time. Yeah, we have. Uh, anyways, welcome back. We hope you're all doing well. Uh, this is where this is a place where we talk about Germany and Europe. As you know, in case you're a, a newbie, uh, that's what we do here. You also drink so, some whiskey too. It's, yeah. in, it's in the name even. Yeah, well, you can't talk about Germany or Europe without a glass of whiskey in your hand.
1: That's how the old adage goes. Yeah.
0: That's what my parents... I, I don't know. It's written somewhere. I Confucius, just, I, I think, said it. Yeah, I never never really looked it up. But, you no. know, it's it's on the book somewhere. Definitely a so. thing. Uh, so let's Not go made ahead, up. Let's go ahead and start with our usual uh, news roundup. Let's do it. Which we've never called it before, but... <laughs> <laughs> now it's a news roundup. That's what we're calling here, it. Here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing we want to say is, of course, thank you to uh, those of you who have sent us donations in the past month. And, you know, if... Others of you were so inclined to do so. Uh, don't forget, we have a donation button at the bottom of all the pages of our website. And, uh, you know, we like to remind everybody we are a nonprofit podcast and, you know, things do get expensive. So, in fact, I would call us a negative profit <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> we're going the red every month. Uh, we lose a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and we currently don't have a sponsor. So, uh, you know, every euro helps. So, again, if you feel so inclined, Please do. If not, we will provide these uh, episodes regardless. So enjoy.
1: Yes, exactly. It, it's a free channel. Uh, if you do donate, you will get the premium channel. It's the same thing, but it's here. Yeah, it's,
0: it, we just label it a premium, but it's the exact same content. But Just for you donators. You, you feel better because um, you know it's premium. Exactly.
1: I mm. mm. uh, want to give a congrats to our listener, Tyler who just successfully moved to Berlin with his wife. Yes, congrats and to Tyler. even big congratulations for finding an apartment because, you know, as many of you have heard, that's not easy here in the city. It can be done, guys. Yeah, so we'd been chatting with him for like a few months ago. And then recently, out of the blue, we got a message saying that, you know, he made it. And he's on the podcast, helped him navigate the move. And uh, we're really happy to hear it worked out. And honestly, I get surprised that, that you know, I mean, we are doing this for a while, but I'm actually still surprised that we actually do give Like info that people use.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when you get messages like this, it it kind of knocks you back. Yeah, for sure. And you remember, oh, some some people actually listen to what we say, and (laughs) the fact that even helps one um, person—it's incredible. It's super humbling, and that's amazing. So, congrats, Tyler. Glad you made it. And actually, I think he mentioned. he was a member of the film industry, so actually, maybe I'll send him, send him a message soon and just see how the uh, the work search is going. Yeah, do uh, it. but yeah. Anyways, uh, if any any of you out there are planning to move to Berlin or Germany in general, and you got a question about the move, feel free to send us a, a message. We uh, we love to to help when we can. And that's what we're here for. When we can't, we're pretty honest about it. But yeah, we do our best.
1: That's why we make the big. That's why we lose the big bucks. I just say. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking of. The film industry, big news in the film industry uh, this week, or Yeah start starting this week, this week, bleeding into next week is the Berlinale, which is the Berlin International Film Festival, a pretty big deal. It's in the top five of uh, film festivals in the world. When you have you know Sundance and the Cannes Film Festival, and then Berlinale, it's, it's pretty cool. It's usually one of my favorite times of the year. Usually, I go out and I buy like ten tickets, and it you know I'm, I'm all prepared. But this year, for some reason, because of the pandemic or what have you, it kind of slipped my mind it and also,
1: you also had a really busy past few months, you know, in the States and COVID and just you've yeah, yeah, been true. busy. So you, yeah, my mind's, makes sense. my mind's
0: been elsewhere. So I ha- usually I'm first in line and I get a bunch of tickets. I have nothing right now. I, actually, Alex just reminded me, just reminded me that it's actually happening. Uh, so we want to remind all of you who might've forgotten as well. Berlinale is on. If you're in Berlin or you have the ability to travel to Berlin, come. It's really awesome. Basically, every movie theater in the city gets involved uh, more or less, and uh, it's, it's a big community um, kind of film festival. Yeah, you
1: got some red carpets. It's, it's,
0: it's a good time. Yeah, and there's some Q&As with some big um, right. directors and actors, which I've gone to, which are also fun. So uh, if you can, check it out. Check yeah. it out.
1: Uh, and also in other news, uh, for the first time with the new German government, Schultz, our new chancellor, right. uh, had his first visit to
0: the uh, United States of A. Right, so no, that's met, pretty met, cool. Met with Biden, and uh, I think they're mostly discussing the possibly impending war with the, the Ukraine situation. Ukraine and yeah. Russia. Um, but yeah, it was as I was talking to you earlier. It was interesting because I got so used to Merkel, who only. Would allow herself to speak German and, you know, had to have a translator, which kind of slowed things down in terms of interviews and, you know, speaking with, sure. uh, with foreign journalists. Schultz was on all the major news networks, NBC, CNN, wherever, uh, speaking English with, with, uh, people, cool. people do, doing nice backs and forths. And, uh, yes, it seemed like he's got uh, his head on head on his shoulder, but you know, it's, it's early days. I really, um, yeah, I, re- I really don't know much about him yet, but cause that's cause you know, he just joined the party. So we'll see how things unfold. It'll, yep. it'll only be, you know, in the future where we can actually uh, judge how he's doing. For sure.
1: Uh, I also want to, um, we do have a few listeners from Ukraine. So those of you there, we hope that you're all, you know, being healthy and safe and, uh, we're, we're hoping the best for you guys over there.
0: Absolutely. Like all I can really hope for is, um, is for an, a non-violent end to this confrontation. Hopefully Russia backs off and hopefully we can all just live our lives peacefully and happily and just move forward. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Who, who needs this? We we got so much other stuff going on. Who who needs this uh, this this possibility of war? No, I know. Nobody, come yeah. on.
1: So yeah, sending good vibes, everybody. Hope you're all being safe and uh,
0: best of luck, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, again, unfortunately, Fortunately, it's kind of a wait and see situation, you know, but yeah, um, it's, you know, as everybody knows, it's been a crazy mixed up world the past couple of years. So, uh, <laughs> we're sure. all just kind of, it's one day, at a time, to one day, one day at a time. So let's move on to the good stuff. Uh, yes. so how have you been lately? Yeah, I've been
1: well. I'm, um, last weekend I went to Leipzig for the weekend, see some friends,
0: Ooh, the old, uh, you know, mini Berlin. Yeah, like there. mini Berlin.
1: If for those of you who have not been who live in Germany, have not been to Leipzig yet, I can really recommend. It's a really cool city. Uh wasn't really bombed or anything. So you have really nice, beautiful architecture there. It's mm-hmm. a very musical city. Uh Mozart was there. I think Beethoven was there. Um a lot of nice. Well, lakes Mozart was everybody,
0: works. everywhere. He was in Vienna, he was in Frank Riesel, all
1: That's he was a yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. Uh they have a whole music uh area there. Uh it's very, very cool. A big Mozart statue as well. It's a cool place. I recommend it. I went there to uh, to a, a horse race themed party. So that was a really good time. Yeah. Uh, a horse race theme party. Yeah. Shout out to Andrew and Devin for throwing that party. It was a really that, good time. That's a new
0: one, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I came wearing my overalls and boots and no shirt as like a uh, a stable boy. You know? Stable boy. Ooh,
0: the sexy stable boy. Like in a soap opera. Stable boy. Yeah. The, the one who, like, uh, that the like old, like, maiden of the house, you know, like the rich, the witch woman who's stuck at home. She. Oh, so, for sure. Starts talking to him, and then suddenly, you know, they're they're off in the. Oh, I looked in the barn for a few hours. You know, <laughs>
1: I looked fantastic, Jeff.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a picture actually. He had uh, it, it draped open just enough so you could see one nipple. One so, nipple. Yeah,
1: they really did chafe though under the. Uh, when I was like n- nipple on well, on, denim. on denim is yeah, not no,
0: that that rubbing after a while. I yeah, hurt. Yeah, I keep I switching sides, yeah. so I have one nipple air out. And then you know, you should have put some like tape uh, between <laughs> some, <you know>? some <laughs> <Neosporting>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: Vaseline uh yeah and then also today I'm in a lot of pain because I started wrestling again uh I used to wrestle in high school and middle school and yeah. I hadn't really done any sports in a long time and I realized Alex you're 31 um I think it's about time you know get a little bit fit at least so uh yeah I started going to his wrestling well I just started yesterday to his wrestling club down the street from me and uh it's hardcore like really hardcore training and yeah, he
0: was describing this to me. I- like one session at this place would knock me out for like weeks. Oh, man. I mean, dear dear lord, uh, they they really like put you through the ringer, man.
1: Like during the warm-ups, I had to carry a human and run across the mat with a human on
0: my back. No, no, not That's before. That's the warm up. And that was the warm up. What do you do to warm up to carry a human? All of you listening think, when was the last time you carried a full grown man on your back and not just like had him there, but actually moved yeah. across a room. Across a room, yeah. So for me, that would be like this that would be the end of it like okay that, that, that I, I just carried first, a person and now i'm done that was in the first 15
1: minutes and we ran we skipped we hopped we ran, we stretched carried some men somersaults backwards somersaults and then we wrestled for an hour and then we did a warm down and then push-ups sit-ups and like um planks at the end and man I, there were really some parts where i could not stand up off the mat so uh i have to get back in shape clearly even, even the the trainer was like you guys are all really out of shape. I'm not even joking. It's bad.
0: But I mean, come come on. Like what he put you through in those what was it? 1 2 hours whatever. Two hours, yeah. Again is like more more of a workout than most people do in, in across a month. You yeah. know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then after that you're tired and he's got he's saying you guys are they're, they're weak I mean, boys. It, it,
1: it was a bit tongue in cheek, but he's but like, you know, he was chilling. He did everything with us. He was fine. <laughs> Jeez, wow. But yeah, it's so like my arms hurt, my legs hurt, my neck hurts. Everything hurts right now. I'm tired. But uh, it's all right. I'll keep doing it, and I'll and
0: I'll be you know I'll be jacked again. It's super cool because like I know you've talked about wrestling a lot. Like you definitely, I, it's obvious that you still look back on it fondly, and it's yeah. cool to kind of get back into that it was, thing that mean, you like. Thirteen
1: years later, you know, it's the last time I wrestled. So it's, it's wow. it just felt like it felt really good just to you know do some moves again and throw some guys around. It was fun. Nice. How about yourself? How have you? How are you doing? I haven't seen you
0: all week. Yeah, doing okay. Yeah, don't really have any good stories to tell. Just. I, I was just telling. Anyways, I, I had a work issue. I, I had a lot of work that to, to cram into a few days, and uh, that's when my computer decided to give me issues that really made working a goddamn nightmare. Fun. So, so yeah, the past few days have been a little stressful, a little overworked, but work was delivered. <laughs> now I'm now I'm more uh, calm, relaxed. Going to finally Good. start bu- building that kitchen table, which you guys have probably. You're like. You've yeah, been building that for a year because I've been <laughs> but 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 basically, yeah, things keep getting in the way, but finally, I have a couple free days, so gonna focus on that. But other than so, that, just you know,
1: if your laptop keeps going, dying, then uh, we're gonna give our fans some unedited episodes, maybe <laughs> or no episodes at all, or no episodes at all. Yeah,
0: if you just see like a random Instagram post where we're like, sorry guys, no episode this week, it's gonna be because I couldn't edit the damn thing exactly. But, anyways, don't worry. I am getting this problem uh, sorted. Parts have been ordered. Things will be in motion. Great. So, just don't worry. There, there won't be interruptions for too long, if at all. Speaking of uh,
1: motion, we have some whiskey to drink that we're gonna motion into our gullets.
0: Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I was, I was wondering how you're gonna connect that. It came but back. Yeah. Came back. I came back. Okay.
1: So what we have today is called the Singleton. It's a single malt Scotch whiskey. Uh, it says on the, it says on the bottle right here, luscious nectar which I find a bold statement. Uh, tw- not age 12 years. It says 12 years old, which I think is also fun. Mm. It says notes of honey and nuts with hints of coffee distilled, Ooh. matured,
0: and bottled in Scotland by the Dufftown Distillery. And I, and I noticed it's not Singleton. It's the Singleton. The So guys, Singleton. get that right. That is the the one and only Singleton. It's also perfectly balanced, it says. Mm. There's a lot of bold claims in here. I'm excited to uh, check
1: it out. We do have a plastic... Cork, but it is a cork. At least it's not a twist. Oh, style. I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, also cool, thin bottle, green looking. Whatever. Yeah, it's kind,
0: of, it's kind of like uh, a really large flask. Yeah. That, that kind of a shape, but in, in glass. Kind
1: know? of like the Nomad we had, you know, eons ago, episode ten or fifteen or whatever, something man. like that. Spanish whiskey. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, pop this guy open. Ready?
0: Go ahead. Ooh. Ooh. All Decent. Right. There you go. Oh, thank you. It's a nice pour. Ooh, that's a very... It's um, a good one. Yeah. Didn't overdo it. That's a small pour. Oh, sorry. Now it's too small. No, no, no. no. I, I Pick a lane, Jeff. I didn't say too small. I said it's a small pour. I'm fine. I didn't tell it was a problem. I just... Cheers. Lane. Cheers. Ooh. Mm. It smells good, it smells actually. Smells really nice. It's a decent first impression, too. Hmm. Nice. All right. A little Spicy. And if I remember correctly this was a on the cheaper side too. So this is pretty 26 euro, yeah. So far it's pretty good for uh, but yeah, for uh, cheap whiskey. Much better than last week I think so we'll far. We'll ruminate on that as the episode goes on. We will ruminate. So let's go ahead and dive into the into the good stuff. But first, Alex has <laughs> important message for you. Very important breaking news. Um if you don't want to you know leave us a review, that'd be nice. Apple Podcasts. Hit subscribe, you know, throw on those stars. If you're so inclined, of if you course. Want to. If you don't like the the episode or the show, then, then get out of here. What are you what? still doing here? No, you can still hang around. You, you can just, hang out if you want. Just, just saying, kidding. Just saying you don't have to do uh, any of the reviews or the stars. If you don't want to, you don't also check out our website. If you'd feel so inclined as well, it's
1: agdwpodcast.com. Lots of cool content on there. Uh, we have all the whiskeys, little extras. Um, we also have uh, a donation button at the bottom, all links to our Instagram, Facebook, whatever have you. Yes, one-stop shop. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a portal. Some say it's the best website in the world, and I'm not here to verify those claims. It's,
0: it's just, you know, it's hearsay. It's rich rumors, you know, like my mailman, he said it the other day, it just yep. c- came out of nowhere, unprovoked. It's, it's, just, it's you know, in the scuttlebutt. Yeah. That's a word. Wow. We just went back to the
1: 1920s. We did. Anyways, uh, we're talking about European travel tips,
0: part three. Back in modern times. That's Spanish for drei. Yes. So, Spanish for drei. Yes. Very good. Which, of course, <laughs> is German for three. Just for all of you who, you know,
1: have not done... Which is English for three. I think that's three in French. I don't
0: actually know. Un no, no. Trois. Trois. Ménage à trois. Oh, there it is. That's how, that's how I remember trois. sums. That's <laughs> how I remember trois. Uh, anyways, yeah, we're talking about European travel tips. Uh, They just keep coming, so we're going to keep uh giving them to you. Yeah, that's it. Keep uh, thinking of them. I mean, I guess... We travel a lot, a lot of things pop in our heads, so we just keep, you know, adding to the list. Exactly. And hopefully this summer, uh, some of you can actually come visit and enjoy Europe, you know? Uh, Yeah. things are... Maybe we can do another meetup again. Knock on some sort of wood. It's fake wood. It's Ikea, but, you know, I did my best. Uh, Knock on wood. Yeah, we can have a a meetup soon once Omicron kind of slowly slips away, and hopefully, yeah, this summer... Travel trips will be had.
1: Oh, yeah. So the first uh, tip I like to start off with is uh, don't ignore the small, quote unquote, like in between towns uh, along your route, wherever you're going, whether you're driving or taking a train. Obviously, when you're flying, you can't tell the pilots, like, you know, take a little little breather in between. (laughs) Well, you can. He just, you know, won't. But right. Um, So, yeah, on your way, if if you're on a train or a car, don't like, don't just think I have to get from, you know, Berlin to Rome. Check out those little towns along the way, that um, that you might see on the highway or whatever, because they, they they can be really really cute, and you get some more different types of culture that's not really catered towards tourists at all.
0: Yeah, and I think the smaller towns also kind of, in any country, kind of reflect more what uh, normal life is normal like. life is like for the average person, because you know there's you know what eighty five eighty six million people living in Germany. Not everybody lives in Berlin. Not everybody lives in Munich right. or Hamburg. You know, like a lot of people live in these, but the, you know, about half the country is probably in these smaller, you know, I don't even want to call them villages because, you know, um, you know, there's, there's these towns of 50,000, 100,000 people. Is that a village? No, it's just a... The smaller town, smaller city. And there are also villages. Of, yeah, there's like, also these beautiful villages as well. People. Yeah, and so if if you have the time, I would say it, always try to squeeze in. You know, one smaller. Um, you know, destination. You know, if you're going from, say, for your whole trip you got like a week, week and a half, you're going, you're going doing Berlin and doing Munich, maybe on the way in between. Yeah, stop in a nice uh, small village. Just, Minimum, sp- you can also roll in in the morning on your train. Just spend the afternoon, have some lunch there. Leave in the evening, continue yeah, on your way. Exactly. Well, e- even just know. for
1: a drink or or, or whatever, just yeah. nice stop in. And um, what I like to do when I when I do a road trip, at least, uh, we always try to we change our Google Maps to quickest route, which, you, which usually takes you on highways, whatever, to scenic route. Nice. And that, and then you can avoid. Um, you can click avoid highways, and it will just take you down the little side streets instead will take you longer for destination but you will pass through a bunch of little towns uh, and cool little villages and maybe you'll stop maybe just kind of drive by slowly to take a look around and uh, that i think that's a really fun way to really experience the the country as you're driving through as opposed to just staying on the highway and not really seeing much except for more cars
0: yeah because how many times you know driving from berlin to hamburg whatever you're driving and then you're like oh that looks like a cute town you know you drive through why not just stop, you know, grab some lunch, you know, stop and smell the roses. And, and I, one of the main reasons I would say to do this is because um, the the, peop- the the interactions you'll have with people are much different, you know, because like say in Berlin, Munich, Hamburg, all these places, they're just, they're tourist magnets. The people that live there experience tourists all the time. They don't right. give a shit about you. No. But when you're in a small village, you're more of like a, a novelty, you know, like in this small village of 10,000 people, you know, they see hear somebody speaking English. Suddenly it's like, what? You know, whereas in these bigger towns, they don't give a crap. You know what I mean? And you can get more people like, oh, where are you from? Why, why'd you stop here? You know, and you get you, like more people are more likely to interact with you. If you know what I mean?
1: I know they said you could have some bad experiences too. where They're like, we don't want you here. Oh, maybe. But, but I've, mo- I've mostly, mostly had really yeah, nice experiences in small I've places. I've mostly yeah. had nicer experiences. Uh, one time in Greece... We stopped to this little village and stopped at like a really, you know, Greek-looking restaurant. Like Greek guy sitting outside, oh, a
0: really Greek-looking place in Greece.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, but like we had only like Greek people sitting at it, so he knew it wasn't a tourist just spot. Just locals, yeah. Just locals, and some guy was just. <laughs> he heard us speaking English, that's where we we're from. We we're talking about saying Germany, and uh, he
0: was just grilling us about how much he hates <laughs> Germany. Uh, but that was fun. It was a fun conversation to have, though. You know, I had uh actually. When you were having this trip, I think me and my girlfriend were in Crete. Yeah. I think at the same time, same we, were, time. we were both yeah, yeah. technically in, in Greece. Um, and what I had was every time we talked to somebody, it was crazy. Every person when we mentioned Germany, they had either lived in Germany uh for a, or they had like a brother or a sister who worked in Germany. It was like everybody had some sort of a German connection. Interesting. Yeah, it was um it was it was strange. It, wait, did, didn't you didn't one guy like go go on like a rant for like two hours yeah, about, guy, about much Merkel he, or something yeah, or, yeah. how much he
1: hated Germany uh, so that was interesting but it was, it was like an interesting conversation to have to hear his point of views about why he doesn't like Germany and some points you know made sense it, coming from you know
0: Looking from the outside Looking in. Looking from the outside yeah, in. Sure. As
1: a Greek person, it does make a lot of sense of what he was saying, but at the same time, you know, it was, it, anyway, it's just an interesting conversation that I wouldn't have had if I didn't stop at this local place in a kind of a more local town.
0: Yeah, because again, in these smaller places, you stand out, whereas in these bigger cities, no one. You're, Nobody you're just cares. Another. Like, people are, inv- are probably avoiding you because they see these tourists all the time getting in their way as they're going to work. Whereas in these smaller places, they're, they're like, "Oh, what's this English? Oh, oh, you live in Germany," and then suddenly a conversation started. Right. And if you're into that, into into interacting with locals, then I would say definitely take time to do one small village or city I think. for sure. Yeah. And
1: remember too, like when you're on holiday, it's, it's hard to remember because going on holidays can be stressful.
0: You know, oh, I, there's always a stressful element to there's any always any trip. There. Yeah,
1: and like. If you're not super pressed for time, which hopefully if you plan it properly, you shouldn't be,
0: um, like relax a bit and be like, let's stop with this town for an hour or two. It's okay. We can do this. Yeah. Um, we don't have to be at this city at this specific time, you know, like.
1: Will- and, and I think that goes to our next point perfectly, which is don't try to see it all at once. Like Don't try to see everything all at once. Don't plan by the hour, like like every dad will do. Like, It's really not worth it because, yeah, you might see everything, but you're not going to have a good... I, this is my personal opinion, but I don't think you're going to be having a really good time if you're just really going, bop, 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 saw no, that, saw that, saw that, saw that. You're not
0: actually like experiencing anything. It's just, yeah, it's literally just like, okay, saw the off tower saw this, saw the catacombs, saw like, And we're not just talking about like trying not to see too much in terms of see too many cities, but say if you come to Berlin and you're only here for five days, don't try to overdo it with seeing... You know, five different tourist landmarks every single day. Like, really take the time to soak it in. And if anything, also give yourself a half a day or a day where you can just kind of like walk around and en- enjoy the time, sit at a cafe, drink some coffee, people watch, you know, like not not be running around all the time. Because exactly. you'll, 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 you'll really miss the city that way if you do. And
1: I think that word you said, you said a little bit previously, uh, experience is what you're trying, you're not trying to see things, you're trying to experience things. Right. And there is a big difference. Sure. I mean, you of course you wanna see the Eiffel Tower, but when you're at the Eiffel Tower, you wanna to have some kind of experience there, whether you're sitting on the lawn, having a wine, having a picnic there, or going to a restaurant nearby where you, where you can see it, you know, you want to do something, not just
0: there it is. And then walk away. Because yeah, if you want to just see things, you can go onto YouTube and watch uh, a travel documentary about Paris or about Berlin. that, right. that you're, you're seeing, you're seeing the elements. The reason you travel is to experience them and ex- not just experience things, but also experience, uh, you know, what, what is it like for a local here? You know, how are their lives? Like, you know, again, people watch, see what people are doing. Like, and see how interactions are different than where you're from, you know?
1: I, I like to also, when I see big monuments too, I used to think, I like to think about, you know, wow, like how old it is, where it came from. Think about just like the marvel of, of making that thing. Or, you know, I try to think about just how just looking at it and just how beautiful I, you know, I really just think sure. about and soak it in and not just go, all right, saw it, check off now over here. Saw that, check off now. Cause then you're not really experiencing things, just kind of like, like seeing it like, yeah. like on YouTube.
0: And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said knowing kind of a little bit of background about what you're seeing really enhances um, the experience as well. Because yeah. like, you know, like what, what's one of the main things you're going to see in Berlin is the, the Brandenburg Gate, right? right? You can go, you can go, oh. That's cool. There's and a game. And Move on. But if you just know like a tiny, tiny bit of the history, like oh, okay, it was it was made on this date. I think it's like 1783 or whatever it was. And oh, Berlin used to have many of these gates because they actually would actually control who came into this the city state of Berlin, which was much smaller back then. You know, you, like if you know a little bit about it. You can you can appreciate what you're seeing more rather than just being like oh yeah that's a cool European looking thing okay next you know?
1: exactly and, and and that's why I think we said this uh, on the last episode or maybe the first one about uh, European traveling is the those free walking tours um, I think you should always make three hours time for that because you will you will see the major landmarks but you also get the background history of it and then when you go back and see it again maybe a, two days later a day later you have you know the background information then you can really by yourself experience it and like learn about it
0: and soak it in. Yeah. And soak it in. Yeah. That's ex- what I was looking for. Exactly. Like in definitely check out those walking tours and try to avoid these larger tour companies, especially kind of these. And when, when I say these larger t- bus tour companies, we're not talking about these hop on hop off tours that we mentioned, I think, um, in one or two yeah. of the other episodes, uh, not one of those we're talking about like you know, you're, you're coming to, to to do a European trip. And, the all-inclusive ones. Uh, all these all-inclusive bus trips where they're driving you to Berlin they're driving you to Hamburg. Because most of those, I'm not going to say all. Like some take the sure. time to take you uh, to smaller places like the, I know Rick Steves, he really uh, puts a lot of effort for his bus tours to do that. But a lot of these bigger bus tours, they're just going to be take, taking you to these big major sites to the Brandenburg Gate to this to that, um, and they don't, and th- th- everything's gonna be very scheduled, you're gonna have very little time to breathe. And when you do show up somewhere, you're showing up with the 50 other people on your bus. So when you're at that location, the only people you're gonna be interacting with are these other tourists, like no, no locals, no, you know what I mean? So- yeah, and, and
1: also, um, so when I was in, um, <clears throat> when I was in Italy in October. On uh, the last day, they offered a little bus tour throughout Tuscany mm. just for just for the day for cool. free. And so I was like, "Yeah, of course, yeah,
0: free, why not?" Yeah,
1: but uh, I gotta say, like, it was fun going. But yeah, like you said, when you're off, all you see is people on your bus. But also is being on a bus with all these different types of people for that amount of time. If I went more than a day, I would have been going crazy.
0: Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Just like you know, some people were just like loud. Some people weren't wearing their masks. Some people, you know, might stink, whatever it might be. It's, yeah, like, and it's, it's a and lot it, it, of time to spend a little. For several hours, poof.
0: like in between the different stops and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're rushed back
1: into the bus. Say, hey, you guys, got three hours here. And then by the time you see a bit of the city, you want to grab some food. You're like, oh, I got to rush. You got to finish your food and run back to the bus, you know. Um, but like you said, I'm sure there are some nice ones, but I would generally stay away from them and just do my own research. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and a, go somewhere.
0: And a lot of them, you know, a lot of these kind of historical city centers, these large tour buses aren't even allowed to be near them or to park at them. So they're going to end up parking you much further away, um, which, you know, forced walking isn't bad, but I'm just saying like, you know. Uh, but that's part of your time you have in the city.
1: It's just a walk from the bus into the bus.
0: I- exactly. And and also, usually their, their lunches are pre-planned. So they're driving you to the specific restaurant, which... Of course, um, the bus is getting a commi- You know, getting a commission for taking you there, and usually it'll be the, the least authentic yep. local experience because this restaurant just caters to the tourists from these bus tours. No locals go to this restaurant. You know what I mean? So uh, I would say, again, some of them, like you said, some of them are good, but a lot of them uh, are just going to charge you a lot for a very unauthentic experience.
1: Yeah. And, and I think speaking of restaurants, I, I, I honestly could be dead wrong here. But at least in my experience, when you're in a new city, the bigger the restaurant, usually like the more touristy restaurant it is. And I find the smaller ones to be less, you know, more local restaurants.
0: Absolutely. Some of the best restaurants, you know, you go to like a, this small back alley in Barcelona, you know, you find this amazingly beautiful restaurant with just like the tastiest food and it's, and it's, it's not even advertising itself. You had to walk down three different alleys and make three different wrong turns to end up at this place. But it's thriving, and the food is amazing, and the locals know it's there, so they don't have to advertise big signs in English saying, hey, come get your tapas here or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. And if the restaurant has, if their menu
1: is not in English, it's probably better than one with the English one.
0: I mean, most restaurants will will have translations, but, but I think what, what you're saying also is like, you can tell the tourist ones they'll have huge boards outside all in English. Also, um, Yeah. But
1: like even though I've been to some restaurants that have no translations right. even. And which that means that's like, a local place. Every yeah. time I went to a restaurant like that, it was always, always very, very good. Like my first time in Spain down in Cadiz, like down south, I, went to like this, I think it was a tapas place. Yeah, it was a tapas place. Yeah, yeah. And we got the menu and I could not read any Spanish. So I asked the, the waitress, I just pointed to like five different things. I had no idea what they were. I was yeah, like, nice. let's, let's see what happens. And my friend also picked out five different things. We had a feast of just like we, had no, we had no idea what we were eating because yeah. you know it, it's, it's crazy recipe, whatever it might be. But it was incredible. Everything was incredible. Um, so I think it's a general good rule of thumb. And also, if like, the restaurants and a big plaza, like piazza, it's probably a touristy restaurant as yeah. well.
0: And I think we mentioned that last time. It, again, if you're if you're at like a huge touristy landmark anything within like a two block radius is just going to be built for tourists and not that good.
1: And I'm not saying don't eat there. I know I, I always like grabbing like a wine or a beer there because it's a nice place to sit and enjoy
0: the scenery, but I wouldn't have dinner necessarily there. Absolutely. And a, a kind of connected tip uh, with this is while you're, while you're in these like big historical city um, squares and whatnot, what you'll sometimes see are these food stands that are, you know, grilling or barbecuing kind of like, the local ham or the whatever, yep. but they'll charge by the gram. And a lot of times these places, I'm not say all, but a lot of these places are a scam in its sense. And I'll explain why the, the re the reason they're charging by the, by weight, instead of just giving you, okay, this, this plate of food is six. Here's euro, a taco. Right. It's two euro. Yeah. Instead, there'll be like a listing every hundred grams is this amount of money. First of all, a, they know, especially American tourists, don't know what the fuck. <laughs> don't know what fuck a gram is. Don't know how much hundred grams it are. And plus, as a what happens is, as a tourist, you'll go up, and you're like, okay. Even if you say you know grams, you know it's hard to think. I will go, how many grams is enough food for yeah, me? I,
1: I, I honestly couldn't tell you if I had like a bunch of beef. How much a hundred grams of beef is?
0: Exactly. So what they do is, when they could tell you're a tourist, they just they'll just rip off a random portion, usually on the larger side. Weigh it, and then boom! Here's your okay. Now this little street food is now costing you 15 euro, (laughs) 18 euro. And I'm not I'm not joking. Um, uh, the there's a YouTube channel called The Honest Guide. They did a whole episode about this in Prague, for for, because they have a I guess there's a big problem in Prague, um, um, and and finding out that if somebody went speaking English, they were giving a huge portion. If they went speaking Czech, suddenly the guys weren't even giving them something. They were they would wait till the person specifically told them how much. How many grand, how you know, how much they wanted, you know. So yes. it was a very good okay. situation. Yep. And, and I experienced this also in, in Dresden for the first time years ago with my dad. It was like some sort of local meat and it was like by the gram. And I don't know. And then we ended up just ordering way too much. And then suddenly, yeah, this cheap little snack is now 12 euro. And it's like, oh, I could have gone to an actual restaurant and gotten you know, instead of just getting, I've gotten a plate of ham, Right. Know, yeah. I could have I gotten, you know, <laughs> like a, a meal, a, a meal with a salad and this, like a drink, you know? So, so anyway, so be wary if, if, if things are being charged by the weight, be wary because usually it's done that for the benefit of, of the, uh, the, the seller. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: yeah, that, 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 that's fair enough. Um, another little tidbit, little tip is, uh, yeah, cash is king everywhere. I we, mean, we've mentioned that before, mentioned you know. it before. Um, and don't use, don't use the currency exchange systems in the airports and the train stations. They really rip you off with with what you're doing. They have,
0: they they have, because a lot of times they'll be like, there's always a commission, right? And it'll look like, Oh, their commission's only a, a Euro. That's not that bad. But what they do is they give you a really horrible exchange rate. Right. So that way, when for say 50 us dollars, you should get. 45 euros instead of for 50 us dollars, you're getting 35 euros or something right. like that. And if, and if you Google the exchange rate, it's only then when you realize, Oh, they just, that commission is not that one euro. It's actually that plus the 10 euro. They just siphoned exactly. off. You know the, what I mean?
1: The best thing what I do, the best thing is, I, at least I think is the best thing to do. Uh, make sure your bank will allow you to use your debit card for an ATM around the world and just pull money from the ATM there. And usually exchange rates are normal.
0: Yeah. And actually a good tip um, this is actually an important tip. For ATMs, when you're traveling, a lot of times what will happen is a screen will come up when it'll say, withdraw in local currency, or it'll say exchange. Always click local currency. Local currency, yes. When you exchange, the bank is now giving you its own weird, crappy exchange rate, and you're losing money. Do local currency. Just click the button every time. Local currency. You'll lose very little money you'll, you'll get a proper like that's very a proper close, exchange rate that that's the close to the like standard exchange rate for that day um so that's very important and, and also they, they have travel cards like i have one called Re- revolute i
1: oh, have talked to, about this before which yeah. is
0: a, a free uh you just sign up for free they mail you a card it's either a visa or a mastercard it's not actually a credit card because what happens is basically it's kind of like a uh you you, you put uh what do you call it a not a charge card up uh where you put money on the card? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, I, I forgot. I forgot what that's called. But but you know, so, so say you want five hundred euro on the card, you just transfer five hundred euro onto that card, and now you have five hundred euro. But what I like about it is that every for every transaction you do while you're traveling, the second they scan your card, boom, on on your phone screen, it it'll it'll say that a charge was made, and it'll say how much in the local currency was was charged and how much in your your home currency is charged oh, that's so nice. so you can tell if cuz i know a lot of people probably have that worry that you know you're traveling somewhere and they know you're a tourist and they're going to you know charge you know upcharge you without telling you to try to like you know siphon off some money Right. Um, but this way boom immediately you see okay like the menu says 12 euro and i was charged 12 euro perfect you know what i mean um, yeah no that's it's nice. that's
1: good and also remember for especially for the americans uh when you're in europe those coins you get are worth they're worth a lot
0: yeah yeah you get used to just you know when you're in the us coins in your pocket you know add up to 50 cents or a dollar but here there are one euro coins, two euro coins. So don't just go throwing away those extra coins. It could add up to 10 euro worth of, worth, you know, a, a meal. Oh, for sure. Know? I yeah. mean,
1: I, I my wallet is a little, you know, coin purse, which a lot of European wallets do. Yeah. And there are days, you know, where I have to, you know, go to the spatey, get something, whatever, go to the grocery store. I'm, I'm using only coins. And then sometimes it feels like I'm not spending any money because like, oh, it's just the coins are gone. <laughs> yeah. It's as nice. I'm using any, any of the the, you know, bills, whatever they're called. Paper.
0: Absolutely. Now have have you had a lot of experience uh, staying in hostels? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I used to have a lot of hostels when I was younger, not as much anymore. But yeah, um I've seen a few hostels and I mean there's like a million tips you give for staying in hostels. Sure. Uh, some are really don't I think a lot of Americans have this vibe that hostels are really
0: gross and dingy and dangerous. And some some, some are, are. S- some are exactly what you think they'll be, but there are so many that are super cool th- like that like a actually lot of fun. feel like a motel, like like the the quality is a lot better than you think they'll be, and yeah. and a lot of them really
1: try to have like a, a community feeling. So a lot of hostels will have like a shared kitchen that's you know decorated really cool, or even their and own have, hostel
0: bar built in. Yeah, or
1: or a lot of actually a lot of them around Europe have their own bars, which actually are really nice bars sometimes. And you get to meet a lot of people, and have like game nights and beer pong, whatever if you're into that. Yeah, I've been to a hostel uh, in Ljubljana that had a pool, you know. That was pretty cool. Really cool, yeah. And you can even get your own. You can even get your own private rooms if you like as well, with a private bathroom, to like a hotel. That's that's
0: that's true. We have mentioned that hostels. You know, a lot of times you're in a room with kind of five bunk beds, and and that's to save money. But a lot of hostels do offer private rooms, kind of like a hotel, but just you know, sometimes they'll have um, an ensuite bathroom. But sometimes, like okay, the bathroom's at the end of the hall, but you still have your own private room with its private sink and everything. Um, Right.
1: And if usually usually you don't get your own bathroom. In that case, bring big tip. Bring some flip flops for those shared showers. Yeah. You don't want athlete's foot when you're when you're running around Europe. That's not fun for anybody. So bring bring yeah, bring some flip flops you can go shower. You can feel a bit better about yourself because sometimes the showers are not the cleanest. I've been to a few that were just really just not nice. Yeah. But like you know, good enough to get my body clean. I just don't want to touch the shower curtain or like anything around it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like it, it depends where you go. I don't want to give it a bad rap, but but there are these ones, these kind of bigger hostels that are the kind of you know, uh, one's meant for kind of 18 year olds and they don't ha- have private rooms. That's it's really much this community feeling. And then, yeah, then there's just a big room with like 10 shared shower, you know, 10 shower yeah. stalls, whatever. And on my first backpacking trip through Europe, um, I'd suddenly, I had these red bumps on the bottom of my feet Oh God! and it was, I, I didn't bring flip flops. And so I was using these shared, sh- and, I, and again, I'm not, I don't want to worry anybody and think that this is the norm. I'm just saying like, it can happen. So just Get like a two dollar cheapo throwaway pair of flip-flops, shove them in your bag, and just wear them when you're using the the shower. Just because you know some of them, some of these showers could have. 100 200 people in them every yeah. day and obviously they, they can't clean them every hour right so and,
1: uh, and on the other side i've been i've used many hostel showers without flip-flops and i've been fine but same, same here
0: yeah just you know it, it, it only it's only it's happened been, to me once it's, it's better
1: happened. it's better than sorry exactly and also bring a little um lock with you as well a lot of hostels have little lock boxes so you can put like your valuables yeah, away True. bring
0: a little um what are they called? Just little. Like unlock. a suitcase lock or yeah. a little tiny little padlock, because they'll offer padlock. they'll offer like a little cubby, so that way when you're out of the hostel, because you know if you're sharing a room, you're worried about like oh is people going to steal my stuff? There's a little cubby for you, but usually you have to provide your own lock. And if you don't, usually the front desk will sell you a lock for like five euro, you know, right. more than you'd pay for it somewhere else. So uh.
1: and and also one more thing about hostels and hotels generally, um, let's say you have to check out at ten o'clock, but your next flight or train isn't until five. So you want to explore the city a bit without carrying your stuff with you. A lot of hostels and hotels will let you keep your bags behind reception. True. And you yeah. come back and pick them up later. They're they're usually pre, usually for free. You're like, hey, I'm checking out now. Can I leave my bag here? I'll be back in four hours. Pick it up. They usually are totally, totally cool with it. Yeah. I've never had anything stolen when I've done it. Um, it's just really convenient because walking around the city... Uh, with, you know a big backpack or or
0: luggage just isn't it's not fun. especially if you have a big like roller bag yeah. or something you can't really enjoy anything you know because you, you feel really tied down to your stuff you know yeah, exactly and yeah and I've done that me and my girlfriend have done it many times where and you just go to the front desk and usually they have a small room in the back they that, where they specifically do put foot put, put bags and you just be like hey I'm, I'll be back in two or three hours and they're fine yeah and I, I've never been charged for it uh, yeah. I don't think ever so it's a it's a nice I mean You've stayed at their hostel or hotel for the past few days you've you've given them money so right. they, they don't mind just like putting you know your stuff in a closet for a few hours it's no and, big deal
1: yeah and generally I would, i'd really recommend hostels especially if you're traveling alone or with like just you and a buddy uh there's so 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 many really fantastic ones and it's a great
0: um, way to meet people if you're traveling yeah. solo because again they have they have these kind of uh hostel events or a hostel bar there and at the end of the day you walk down and it's you and a bunch of other young travelers who are traveling alone you can we're
1: always usually very
0: willing to meet new people as well
1: because that's why they're there as well that's why they're in a hostel not in a hotel that's why
0: they're backpacking through europe because they want to meet people not because they're you know introverted you know so um, exactly so hostels
1: uh two thumbs up if you're down for that if you're a little bit older and you don't feel like you don't want that vibe then there are also plenty of really cool hotels and other things yeah too. and
0: as you mentioned i've also used them less and less as i've gotten older just because you know especially like the the dorm rooms because i want my sleep and i don't want you know sometimes there's somebody walking in at 2 a.m being loud and you know but when you're younger you don't really care about that stuff because you're like wow this room cost me 15 euro per night so i don't really give a crap you know
1: (laughs) I, i think the last time i used one was with was with my girlfriend like two or three years ago um like i think three years ago now and we had our own private room there but we went to like the hostel bar, wanted to meet some people, but we realized everyone was like eighteen to like twenty one, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're like you know what? I don't think anyone wants to talk to us. This isn't my scene. I, we we are the old people. We're the bar. old people here. So we yeah. talked to a few people, but like it was just kind of weird. Um,
0: so we left. <laughs> no, but you, could, you guys could be those cool old people. You know, we weren't. There was oh, okay. way there was way cooler people than I was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still had a good time. It was a really uh, nice hostel, but uh, yeah, and it, it just it just felt a little bizarre.
0: Yeah getting um, old. Yeah. Well, you know, it happens, you know. And and of course when you're coming to Europe, as we've met as we talked heavily before in the previous episodes yeah. about packing light and we're not talking about that, but it, included with the packing light is always pack for the best case scenario, meaning if, if you're looking at you know the, the weather for the next week or two and it's looking pretty good, don't be like, oh, in case it rains or in case it snows, I'm going to bring this or in case, in case, in case. No, pack for best case scenario. And if you really need something, you can buy it in Europe. All the things that they sell in the U.S., they sell in europe you know what i mean so so if it's not something that you know for sure you're gonna be using it all the time don't do it don't be like oh we might have time to go to the beach i'm gonna bring my uh snorkel and uh you know g- gear with me ah uh, yeah no, no no if you happen to go spend the 10 bucks for the cheapo one at the beach there you know what i mean like just pa- pack for best case scenario don't pack an umbrella unless you know for sure you're traveling in a wet rainy season you know what i mean yep. just if it rains you deal with it then but you'll, you'll be happy because nine, 10, nine times out of 10, you won't be using this just in case stuff and it's just weighing you down.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I I always like to pack at least, um, no matter where I'm going, even if, even if I'm going like, you know, around the equator, <laughs> I have like to always pack at least one sweatshirt and one pair of pants just oh, yeah, in yeah. case. I
0: mean, dressing warm is fine because even in the summer, it gets a little chilly at night, right? It yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like you might think, oh, it's Spain, you know, whatever, Portugal,
1: it's really warm. But sometimes at night, it gets, it gets pretty, uh, Gets pretty chilly. Yeah,
0: so One long sleeve, one little sweater or pullover is always, uh, it's always handy. You'll use yeah. you'll use it a couple times. In a range, you can always get a poncho. Exactly. Or trash bag. Or, you know, on the street, there's always like, Oh, $3. You get a cheapo umbrella that lasts a week, but that's all you need it to last for. Exactly. Right? So it's, exactly. it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? And, and, and along with that test your back. This might sound weird. But actually me and my friend before we did our first backpack trip through Europe, we actually did this. We we packed our bags. We you tested your backpack. Yeah. Well we because we, you know we were going for like a month and a half. So it's like, okay, do we do we if you're doing a long trip, do you want to live with this pack for that amount of time? And so we we got our, our bags down to what we thought was a good, you know, weight. But so but we we did is one day, we threw them on and we just walked around our hometown for two, three hours. <laughs> and and we both are like, Oh crap, these are a little heavy and we got rid of a little bit more, you know what I mean? because we we it's cause we you don't want the first time you're throwing that backpack on. Is when you're landing at your destination, and then you find True. out, and then you find out, oh crap, this is too heavy. And,
1: and it, it gets to a point when you are traveling that, that your backpack is like an extension. Of, of it's your you. home, man. It's your home. It's it, everything yeah. you have. It's your closet. And, and really pay attention to some of these traveling backpacks. These like I think they're called the hiking backpacks. Take a look at them because sometimes you can you can really adjust so many different things. Yeah. And I think the general consensus is, I could be wrong. You want to pack heavy things at the bottom and lighter at the
0: top. Is that right? I mean, I don't know if that's right, but that's what I do. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, th- I think it's something like that. It's something about weight distribution you, you actually like, there's actually a lot of articles online that tells you how to pack a backpack properly. And I used to never do it. And then one time I actually did it the proper way because <laughs> I knew how to walk a lot yeah. without my back. Sure. And it made a big difference. There's way less soreness on my shoulders and it's, all, yeah, it's, it's all physics, maybe it's all physics
0: i mean it is and you know and a lot of bags they have these kind of uh waist belts also which no like few people use oh i use it all the time it's so necessary but so, so you have the the normal backpack straps and then around your waist is extra one when you put that when you click that in oh. suddenly the weight distribution changes and it and it shifts off your shoulders and it just it feels so good I, I swear get a backpack with a that has a waist belt included or if yours has one and you're not, and you're like what is that for and you're afraid you're gonna look like a weirdo or whatever no they're they're great Snipe i can like... actually
1: really recommend uh weirdly enough is the uh amazon basics 50 liter pack that they have there mm. it's like only like 60 or 70 euro it's pretty inexpensive but it has all the adjustments all the straps it fits a lot and we've had it for a few years now it's really durable nice um, yeah, good, amazon good. basics actually it's bizarre i mean I really encourage you to not buy Amazon, of course, but if you need something cheap, that's actually really good quality. It actually is a really good backpack.
0: No, no, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good tip, you know? I mean, and a lot of you will be using Amazon, but yeah, it sounds weird, but I say, especially for, for um somebody who has never done a a longer term trip, and this is like your, your first backpacking experience through Europe, you know, or in, in, you've never done a trip beyond five days and suddenly you're traveling for two, three weeks. Yeah. You know, it sounds weird, but throw that pack on, test it for an hour. I like just, it. Why just, not? Just see how it feels. You know, it, it, throw you know. some bricks in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'd say pack what you're actually gonna bring, and then, so then act. You can actually see. Okay, is 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 this too much? You know what I mean? Like, nah. Just use bricks. If you if you can carry around, if you can carry yeah, around bricks and carry on anything, just bring bricks. Just classic quality American bricks. You know, yeah. you could sell those in the black market. They they love bricks over here. <laughs> they go for a pretty penny, right? And uh, oh, and th- this is a tip um, that's kind of more a sign of our times this is pandemic related Ooh, fun yeah so um before you could really just kind of travel somewhere and once you bought your ticket that was that but now they have these things called passenger locator forms and most countries require them basically before before you go on your trip uh maybe the night before night before you uh go to the airport you've got to um Use the provided link, go online and basically you're signing in who you are, you know, where you'll be staying, how many people are with you, et cetera. Um, just so the, the government knows where you're staying, where you're staying. And it's all just kind of for, um, tracking, uh, COVID and, you know, if, if, if um, if there's a big um, outbreak, they can contact you later and say, "Hey, in this area of this town, there's a big outbreak. You should look out." Or or just right. it's just it's just it's literally just so they can better track people and see where people are going and try to crack down on you know outbreaks here or there. That's all it's about. But just know before you travel, especially to Europe, there I know for Germany, for example, for sure has a passenger locator form you have to fill out before you travel. Yep. Um, and other countries like Greece does, Hungary does. Um, I think Czech Republic does. Uh, you'd have to, you have to double check on this because you know, it's, it changes from, yeah just, from day just to day. look it up. You, you, you'll find
1: it. Um, joining the FAQs on like that country's website, they'll have something on there. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of pain,
0: but it's not that difficult to fill out at all. It, it no, the, the, again, it's, and it's very basic, basic questions. It's, it takes all of two minutes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's super yeah. easy. It's, it's painless.
1: And once you fill it out, you're at the airport, you land, uh, I would recommend not immediately grabbing a taxi like right when you land. Mm. Um, I know it's easy and they're there, but many cities, in fact, I would say most, at least European cities, do offer a train or a bus or a shuttle from the airports directly to the city center, either for free or for a very, very little fee. Um, and it's just totally more worth it. I mean, taxis convenient, yeah, but sometimes these buses are just, they don't cost anything. And you get a little more of the city. You're there to see the city. You're there to get the culture. Buy a train ticket, figure out the train system. That's also fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you,
1: most cities, and now Berlin does too. Finally there's a train going yeah. from
0: directly from the airport, yeah. Direct
1: airport to the city. Usually they've really signs right there that says like to city center.
0: Yeah, or there'll be like a symbol just of a train, you know, like with a choo-choo with a steam coming out, you know, right. arrow this way, and then you go down some steps and you're there. And I I think figure a, it out. It's fun. A, a, especially a lot of Americans, they you get used to When you're traveling within the U.S., when you get somewhere, you got to get in your car or get a taxi to drive to the city. But here, yeah, the 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 airports have train stations usually built into them. Yeah, exactly, and and it's just it's just more it's more fun. Like I don't know, do you
1: know this feeling? It's a really weird, annoying, but it's exciting feeling Mm. when you're in a new country and you go to the trains and you're trying to figure like the ticket system because it's so different in every country you go to. Yeah, yeah. And it's like sometimes you're trying to find the right place you can't find. It. It's wrong train, wrong ticket, whatever. And it's super
0: annoying, but it's also kind of like super exciting. It's like, hey, now I'm here. Now I'm figuring things out. Yeah, now now I'm somewhere different, different culture. And and usually the screen, the default language is the, is the local. Like, oh, you know, you can really feel like, okay, I am somewhere new. And, right. and guys, always be aware, 99.99% of the time, all of these, um, these train ticket machines... There's a little button in the corner for language for language. yeah. It, I've seen so many times people arrive in Berlin and they're like, I can't speak German. I don't understand. And there's a big button right there f- for, for language. You can switch it to English. You can switch it to like, Spanish. You can switch it to whatever language you don't want. Don't
1: panic. Don't worry. Breathe. Yeah. You got the machine. Don't worry about anyone around you. Take a breath. If you're taking too long, someone might either yell at you or offer you some help.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I have seen a lot of times people people do, they can tell when somebody's just having a shitty time of it and a local just be like, uh, where are you trying to go, sir? And you'll just type in the thing for, okay, there you go, enjoy. Like, yeah, you know, buy and, that ticket, yeah.
1: Exactly, you pay attention, to see what they're doing. But yeah, I don't know, I think it's kind of like, it's super annoying, but it's also like, very fun, exciting feeling. You're right.
0: It, it is that. It's not like that first step that that totally tell, tells you like you're somewhere foreign. You know, like you, your 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 experience has begun. And know? yeah, exactly. And then yeah. when
1: you get the ticket, and you get on a train. You have accomplished at least one thing in that country. You figured it out. You are now in. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. R- r- really, really fun stuff. Um, And again, yeah, I really hope uh, this summer you guys can all travel more. Yes. Um, I mean. Um, americans are allowed in germany as of, as of right in this moment so don't screw that up guys you don't know, <laughs> see what happens um i know i'm looking forward to kind of just traveling more yes, you know I and cannot, just, just yeah. getting out there when the when the weather gets a little uh, nicer so um, hey, we're, we're
1: almost out of this long winter i'm looking forward to hopefully the next wave goes down we can travel again uh i miss it up until man.
0: the uh fifth, Eightieth wave, whatever is next. Exactly, know,
1: so. but yeah, I hope these these tips were helpful from this episode and the, other, and the previous two. A lot of stuff on there. We went through all the ones we ran down. Finally, but maybe it'll be part four at some point.
0: There'll probably there, there's always more we can go through. And, and guys, if you, if you have any. If there's anything specific about traveling that you feel like we didn't cover, and that you yeah. want some tips, let us know. Uh, we'll absolutely throw those in. And also, let us know what you think about these. Maybe we're
1: dead wrong. Maybe you know. We would like to hear your opinion, uh, just like we did with someone when we mentioned the uh, the two ovens in a kitchen. We got we got we got some flack for that one, where someone wrote us. I think it was uh, a friend of the show. He wrote uh, that clearly. You and I have never cooked for a big family because two ovens is super necessary. Oh yeah. So maybe we were wrong. <laughs> we'll admit it. But uh, yeah, anything that we that we said here, you want to challenge us or, or add to it? Please let us know. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we'd love to hear about your experiences, any stories you have, or fun other tips you might Absolutely, have. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Send them over. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, and everyone remember, like a lot of what we say are generalizations. Like I, I think some people yeah. f- forget that we're not saying that this thing never happens in Germany or this thing never happens the us. We're just saying most of the time, because we, we do get some comments where people are like, oh, you said this doesn't exist in Germany, but I've seen it. It's like, yeah, okay. We didn't say it didn't exist. We're just saying, in general it's it's, it's not like a common thing and And also you and i are
1: not professionals at anything no exactly we're just having to do with what we're talking about
0: we're just going off our our own experiences so but but you know what but keep sending us those messages because we we do love to hear that stuff because because then we know oh okay well for some of you do you have experienced this you have you did see this thing you did you did hear that thing whatever and that's also good to know as well because then then we know okay like um, you know, everybody's experiences are different, which is always, always fun to hear, but but just, sure. but you know, a lot of what we say are, is, uh, generalizations, you know, we're not, we're not trying to, um, offend anybody by saying things never happen or, 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 you know, we, you never see this, but we're just saying like most of the time. Just, just remember yeah. every, everything has nuance to it. Exactly.
1: That's what I think, yeah. I think we'd learn generally like, as yeah. people right now in, the, in this general climate of the world, not everything's black and white. There's no. nuance to everything. There's a million
0: shades of gray. A million yeah, shades so.
1: of gray. All right. Let's move on to our whiskey, which is in a bottle.
0: I have a little bit little bit more of a spot. No, no not a big one, just a little one. Little. But but I did notice that it, in the middle of the episode I did ask for a refill, so I think that's probably a good sign. I, I've been enjoying it so far. That's uh, true. I
1: actually haven't been drinking much, but it's not because I don't like. It. I just I don't know why I haven't been drinking that much. Uh, anyway, again, this is the Singleton Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Luscious Nectar, uh, twelve years old. <laughs> Looks like it's twelve. It sounds like, like it like sounds a, weird, like drinking a child or something. Exactly, like a kid wrote it. Twelve years old. <laughs> no, it's it's, called, it's supposed to be whiskeys. It's Mature. It's mature. It's aged. 12 it's years. aged 12 years. It
0: swam in an oak barrel for 12 years. With notes of honey and nuts with hints of coffee. Distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. Anyways, what do you, th- I mean, I, I, what do you think? I could I could, I could, so, I could go with the um, the coffee. There's a tiny little bit of coffee there. The other is I don't remember, but um, I, I enjoy it. I, the, the burn for me is... Um, very mild. I wish there was more of that. It, okay. it, 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 the It is spicy though. It, it kind of. No, it's spicy, which I like, but I think I, I'm liking what it's giving to me, but it goes away really quick. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. It doesn't linger. I usually like a whiskey to linger a little bit. We, we've had
1: I, a few of those whiskeys where they really just, the, the flavor is great and it goes away quickly. It dips off. Because yeah. I
0: do like this flavor a
1: lot. Like Yeah. I, I And especially for the price, I'm really enjoying it. You've heard talking about prices. Um, this is around the same price as our last whiskey from last episode. And this is a million times better, I think, than that one. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is more memorable. For, absolutely. This is definitely more memorable. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's got a nice flavor to it. I do like. It, it's more definitely more complex than than we've had, um, especially than
0: the. La- this is definitely it has a lot more flavor than the last uh, whiskey.
1: Yeah, but there's still some kind of weird
0: thing that I don't like about. it. I don't know what it is. Um, no, no. I'm not saying it's an amazing whiskey, but I'm saying like for the price, it's it's actually quite for good. for the price. It is, and I'd say if you're if you're not into PD or smokiness, and this is for you because it's not very PD or smoky. That's what's missing? That's what's mm. missing from a scotch, and it, yeah, it's not a Highland scotch. So that makes sense, too.
1: Uh, the usually Highland scotches are more uh peaty, so um, but I do like it for what it is, especially for the price. So I'm gonna go with a uh, I'm gonna go with seven and a half.
0: I was, uh, that was damn it. That's literally what in my head I just said. I was like seven and a half. That's it. So it's yeah, like all, seven of, and a half. all of our
1: whiskey's are like seven and a half
0: at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: so many seven and a halves.
1: it's all right. It's
0: okay. No, but 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 uh, yeah, it, I would say hmm. I, this this could go shelf worthy in the sense that for twenty six euro you get you get a pretty good flavor and yeah. you're not hurting the bank and it's an interesting bottle and then there's a fish on it. Yeah, I, I think it's shelf worthy. Should we yeah. stamp it? There. Shelf worthy. Stamped. Stamped. It's yeah. officially A G D W stamped. Oh dude, and it's it's from the Dufftown distillery. That's I don't know why it's like that. Dufftown. Like,
1: like Duff Beer?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dufftown. Duff Town. Duff
1: Town. Not Tough Town. Duff Town. Dufftown. But yes, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, we really appreciate all of you listeners. You guys have been with us for
0: two years now. We had our two-year anniversary over the weekend. No, I mean, we, we love all the messages we get. And and James, of course, we were just yanking your chain earlier about the the oven comment. You know, like, James one of our best listeners. has so many, yeah, so totally many fr- whiskeys. Front of the show, sends yeah, us some whiskeys. So many whiskeys. We're just screwing with you. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and it was a good comment, though, because um, as I, I think I told him, I'm sure if, if you were a larger family with a lot of kids, two ovens would probably be amazing. Yeah. Um, but just for an average Joe, I would say, uh, just, you know, I would end up being storage. Like I I would have bowls and stuff in there. You You heard it here
1: first. If your name is Joe, do not get two ovens. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yes, everybody. Um, yeah, we really do love you. Um, and we hope that you're all doing well and staying safe and staying healthy, but more importantly, no, those are pretty important. But also, staying thirsty. (laughs) Cheers, cheers.